I'm Jim Wills, and this is the Art Unknown Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. So if you're an artist, and you think that you've got something in you, close the door. Work. Make art more than you're thinking about art, and the rest will figure itself out. Art is how we respond to our environment. It's a way to process external events. Oneness, I think, is the only way that all humans on planet Earth will be able to sustain and, and progress and move forward in our evolution. Get out there, look at art, expose yourself to as much art. Your soul needs it, society needs it. Right, podcast listeners, guess what? It is episode five zero. That's right, episode fifty. It's been a long time coming. I'm so excited. We're gonna do something different, like we did back in episode twenty-five. We're gonna flip the script. Flip the script. I'm here with the beautiful, talented JRP Janrace Prudent. Hello, everyone. Hi, Janrace. Um, for those of you who are joining in and have no idea who I am, I am the wife of the one and only Jim Wills, the podcast host and creator. You can check out Jan Race on episode 10 when I interviewed her, and then episode 25 when she interviewed me, and now we're at episode 50. Once again, she is going to interview me. So I'm super excited to be back, and I'm going to be taking over the show, flipping the script, and I'm going to be interviewing Jim Wills. So let's get ready. Let's just get down to it. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. So, all right, let's get started. Jim. Hey, Jan Race. Hi. So we are on episode number 50. Excited to reach this milestone. So I know that you start by asking a quote, but today I'm going to ask about a little inspiration of why you started the Art Unknown podcast. Inspiration on why I started the podcast? Yes. Well, what I think many people may know or may not know, the podcast grew out of uh, Crave magazine. Back in the day, I had an arts and culture magazine, and and um, I really enjoyed the interview aspect of it. But, you know, when you grow up and say, I don't want to have a job behind a desk, and then the computer age hits and you end up being the publisher of a magazine, you spend all of your time in front of a computer behind a desk. And so I decided I wasn't into that anymore. On our honeymoon, in fact, is what the real inspiration for this podcast was. And I know I've told this story to a few people, but um, we were in Santorini, Greece. We were fortunate enough to have our honeymoon in Greece. And uh, in Santorini, we walked past this art gallery and uh, there's a little pathway in uh, the the city that we were in that was uh, a pedestrian walkway that had all these shops lining the, the walkway. And there was a gallery that we passed that was about four times bigger than any of their shops. So I was very impressed by the size of this guy's gallery. We went in, talked to the guy, and to make a long story short, he was not only the gallerist, he was also a painter, he was also a sculptor. He was originally, I think, from Poland. Yes. And he, just, he just told this really great story, and it was fantastic. And I was like, this is the kind of interview, talking to this guy is the kind of thing that I would want to share with the world in a podcast setting. And so that was the... Sharing the artist stories. Sharing the artist stories. So that was really the the, the seeds, if you will, uh, that were planted for the podcast. And then I just, uh, when we got back to Denver, just started interviewing artists, um, recording those interviews and putting them out to the world. And here we are, episode 50. 
Yes. Awesome. All right. So you got inspiration from an artist and artist gallery to start this part podcast. That's right. So 50 episodes. Wow. So what have you learned over the last 49 previous episodes of, I mean, what are these artists telling you? Like, what are, what are some, some moments or highlights that have stood out? You know, that's a great question, Jan Race. Great question. So it's actually like, like we said, I ask for an inspiration. I always ask artists why we should care about art. And you know what? Two things that I get consistently is artists are, are inspired by many, many things, but nature stands out. Yes. And for those of you listening, you may hear, we are fortunate enough to be sitting by the sea. You can maybe hear the sea crashing on the beach in the background. Gorgeous view. <laughs> Gorgeous views. And you know, that, that's one of the inspirations that I get from artists. There are many artists, and I think all artists are inspired by nature in some form or fashion. So that seems to be running through a consistent theme that runs through most of the interviews that I've done, as well as always should care about art. And in one form or fashion, every artist talks about how we need art. You know, art in America, at least. Absolutely. Art, art is important. Art is unfortunately diminished in America in our public school system because mm. the arts don't make money the way sports do. You know, it's we, especially in certain parts of the country, a lot of money is put into football. A lot of money is put into hockey or other baseball, sports. Other, other sports programs that our spectator sports that bring in bring in just a lot of money for the school systems and because of that the arts programs end up being being diminished and i think that it's really really important that we focus continue to focus on the arts because one thing that i know is to be true is the arts are the last thing that's left from any human culture i mean let's look back what do we find what, what do you mean well look what archaeologists archaeologists find when they dig they find pottery they find cave paintings they find look at the, the pyramids we, we found the pyramids and inside the pyramids were hieroglyphics which while it was an alphabet was a graphical alphabet that really told the stories of early egyptians and in many ways is art and we see art like i said pottery we see art on cave paintings all over the world that show what early humans existed and how they lived their lives and those stories are told through art absolutely art, art is everywhere and stems back from ancient times, of course. So, Jim, you know, you've yes. given you've given a little bit of inspiration of why you started the podcast. Now I want to know, what have you been doing since the last time I interviewed you back in episode 25? What, what are some artistic projects or things that you've been working on? Um, give us an update. Give your, give your listeners an update of what you've been doing besides this wonderful Art Unknown podcast? Well, that's a great question, Jan Race. <laughs> well, I know what you've been doing, but share what you've been doing. Sure, absolutely. You know, well, I've, I've played gamelan. I was really fortunate enough to, to find this Balinese gamelan group in Denver, Colorado, and I played with them for two years. In fact, in 2019, we went on tour in Bali for two weeks, and it was, it was spectacular. It was fascinating. It was once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience to play in front of hundreds of people in Bali during the Bali Arts Festival and around Bali during different ceremonies and festivals and just fantastic. Uh, but since then, we've had COVID. COVID yes. has struck the world. Unfortunately, it's, it's been dun, very, dun, dun. very devastating. But you and I decided that we were going to travel and uh, COVID has sort of 
made us change those plans from traveling the world and sort of made us rearrange those plans. And so we ended up in Turkey where we've met some fantastic people. And in Turkey, while I'm not currently playing music, I have joined a choir. Yes, a choir. Yes, I know. I sung at our wedding, so I have some some singing skills. They may not be great. You have a great voice. Oh, thank you. And so I've joined a choir. We'll be performing Christmas carols during the holiday season. <laughs> We're doing a Christmas concert here in Turkey. In it's, English. It's in English. It's in German. It's in French and also Turkish. We're doing songs in four different languages. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be spectacular. Wow. Talented. And, and you and I have done a couple art projects together. We did a lighted, you as an artist, do these cool multi-media, or I'm sorry, mixed media pieces with all kinds of paint and glass and texture. And you and I have done a couple pieces together that also incorporated Light. lights, yes. lights and electronics. And so I love that. I'm excited to get back into that uh, in the future. So I try to keep a toe or a foot or maybe both feet into the arts in some form or fashion dabble. I also brought my drumsticks and my Billy Glad pad. For those of you who know Billy Gladstone, brought that Billy Glad pad with me across the world. And so continue to do my percussion and play. Got to keep those chops up. Yes. Jim, I know that, you know, you really, you started the magazine and you started this podcast and deep down you have a desire to serve and to support the artists, to support the art community. And we really appreciate that. And in doing that, um, talk about your venture with the Art Unknown store. Well, that's not my venture, Jan Race. That's it's our, our it, adventure. That's, that's but right. this podcast is not about me. It's about you. Oh, well, thanks. You're in the spotlight today. You know, I've always wanted to do something other than, I mean, obviously doing a magazine that features artists and a podcast that features artists is a way of sharing their stories. But I've always wanted to do something more and and allow those artists to expand their reach in, in some way. And so, yeah, we started this store called the Art Unknown Store. And what it is, is uh, showcasing some artists from the Art Unknown podcast, visual artists, and putting their artwork onto athletic wear, clothing, and accessories. And to date, um, we've got seven artists on their store, and we've got, I don't know, about 15 different articles of clothing and accessories, and we put their art in all over print. And one thing that was really important, I think, to both of us was that the Art Unknown Store wasn't just stuff from China. Not that there's anything wrong with stuff from China, but we really wanted to embrace some form of sustainability, of eco-friendly aspect. And so with the Art Unknown Store, we, we do that. We, we partnered with a manufacturer that has uh, things like vegan inks, they use low textile waste, yep. they um, pay a fair wage, no sweatshops, they pay a fair wage to their workers, everything is handmade and made to order. That and, sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one of the most important things that you didn't mention is that we support the artists and with every purchase we pay the artists uh, for every sale. That's right, they get a portion of the profits from every single sale. And so, of course, the Art Unknown store is grown out of the Art Unknown podcast. That's artunknownstore.com. Check it out after the <laughs> podcast is over. Yeah. So explain why. I know that, you you know, being a photographer, you wanted to make sure that these artists get paid for, because we're using their artwork on the clothing. So talk a little bit about why it was important to you that the artists get paid. Absolutely. So... You know, as a photographer, I've I've been a photographer for many years, and that is my sort of professional artistic training. And um, 
back in the day, in the early days of the internet, you could get paid pretty well to have stock photography online. Right. And then along came something called royalty free, which means exactly what it sounds. There's no royalties paid. And um, royalty free today, photographers usually get, you know, the short end of the stick. 25 cents <laughs> or a dollar, you know, not a lot of money for an image. In fact, I'm a part of a royalty free site and uh, I get exactly 25 cents from the vast majority of images that are sold on there. Oh. So, the artist's work should be valued. And instead of, Absolutely. Just, instead of just licensing the work where we pay the artist a one-time fee, we decided we're gonna pay them a portion of the profits. So our success is also the artist's success. The more successful we are as a company, as a, as a business, the artists are more successful as well. That's awesome. So you're creating another outlet for, for them to get their artwork out to the world, another platform, which is awesome. I know that, I mean, Considering that I'm the co-founder, I know exactly what the mission is as far as creating the Art Unknown store, just creating another platform for the artists to uh, sell their wares. And I think that's a truly important thing to for the artists is we're creating an, yet another avenue. Well, you know, anyone who's listens, listened to any episodes here or a handful of episodes will know that you and I are all about financial freedom. And what that means to me, what that means to us is creating passive income streams that, yes. that exceed our expenses, exceed our daily expenses. And what passive income streams are, are simply just money that you make while you sleep or money that you make passively. And so- Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. So this, having the Art Unknown store is just another form for artists to create passive income. You know, it's cool to have artwork and to create artwork and sell our artwork. But if you just sell originals, that's a one-time sale. Yep. A lot of artists will sell prints, uh, online or they'll sell prints through galleries or reproductions you know you go to any museum and the museum often will have posters available and things things like that which is just another form of income for mm -hmm. that artist or for the the museum and so this is the same thing creating why not create fun apparel and accessories that help you stand out and express your individuality and it creates a <laughs> passive income stream for the artist it for creates the artist, an additional yes. source of revenue for the artists which is which is what we're all about, passive income. Yes. Jim, I know you very well. Thanks. We just recently celebrated our fifth year wedding anniversary. I mean, how well do you really know anybody? I know, I know. But you've talked a lot about financial freedom. Freedom! Talk, talk a little bit more about why it's important for you to seek financial freedom. Like, what do you eventually wanna do when you become financially free? I know we're both on the road on that path why is it like what do you want to do like well, what is your end goal sure that's a great question as well and if i can back up you you'd said why why become financially free i think or in what, general yeah what's right the, what's the deal with maybe that? describe what it is for the for the listeners if they are not familiar with that and then talk a little bit about why that's important to you well i already mentioned what financial freedom is to me but i think you know keeping it to the arts there's this concept that has existed since the beginning of time of the starving artist, of the artist who is so dedicated to their work that all they want to do is create art. Yeah. I just want to focus on my artwork. That's the one, yes. And, you know, that's that's fantastic. But unless you have a smart business plan on what you're going to do to actually make an income with art, a lot of times artists will struggle, especially new artists or artists starting out until they get discovered. And it doesn't matter whether you're a visual artist or a musician or what have you. And so, like, let's take musicians. You know, you create music, you end up playing 
in a coffee shop or in clubs or what have you, and you put your music out on all of the different music sites, hoping to be quote unquote discovered. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that happens one in a million times. People don't get discovered. They have to work their asses off to make that to make that happen. And what I always recommend as an artist is don't quit your day job. Work as an artist on the side, make time, do whatever it is you're doing now, even if you don't love it, until you're able to support yourself fully as an artist. And so financial freedom is a way to do that. I've talked about this before in the podcast. The question I like to ask people is if if money were no object, if you didn't have to worry about money, mm -hmm. if you didn't have to worry about the basic necessities, if they were taken care of, what is it that you do? What is your passion? Right. And uh, a friend of mine, Stephen Dessou, who I also interviewed on the podcast, had said, well, it's also important to do that in pursuit of, you know, paying your bills and getting food, and which I agree wholeheartedly with. But if you work your passion, if you work at what you love, that, that money is going to come. And if you're smart about it, you'll find freedom. And another aspect of that freedom is investing. You know, we, we were not taught investing in school. We're not taught how, no. to, how to create passive income in school. We're not taught about saving our money in school. Um, most people, especially from millennials to, to Generation X, they don't have a savings plan. They don't have uh, a way to, to support themselves should they lose their job. And we found that to be very true when COVID hit. Things shut down. Yeah. They say most people in America are you know, two paychecks or two months away from, from financial ruin. And it's, it's such a sad statistic and it doesn't have to be that way. And I think one of the ways to overcome that is through financial freedom. Well, take it take it a few steps back. I mean, it's easier said than done. What would you? I know this is not a money money podcast or a finance podcast, but how do you get started? I mean, it's so easy to say, oh, just become financially free. But I know there's one thing in particular that you always talk about, and I don't know if you've talked about it on this podcast, but T. Harvecker, the money jars. The jars, the jars. Yes. Well, I think before even that, you have to get your mind right. Right, mind right. You have to realize that money is not evil, that money is just energy, that money literally grows on trees because it's made out of paper. <laughs> you yes. know, so for, for when you hear, all of us, all of you who are listening have heard that money doesn't grow on trees or your parents are like, we're not made of money. Well, why, why listen to those stories? Right, you know, limiting beliefs about money. Money is just money. a tool, right. But speaking specifically of the jars, and I, and I think I talked about this before in the podcast. Oh, okay. T. Harvecker taught us that there are, to utilize six jars in your savings. In your in your finances and so one jar the first jar of course or the first thing is learning to live off 50 percent of your income and a lot of people are going to hear this and go holy shit i i, I live, live off, off half my income I live okay 20 percent of my income like there's right there's, more than half of it goes to rent or mortgage right so in most cases so the two things that you can do are reduce expenses and increase your income okay but while you're doing that while you're working on that utilize the jars and the six jars are simply this the first jar the most important jar is your financial freedom jar, your savings jar, which is your becomes your investing jar. And then of course your necessities jar. And then the other jars are simply the long-term savings for spending jar, which is for big purchases. The education jar, because I, I'm a true believer in constant and never ending in education, improvement. Yes. Always improving yourself, always learning to become a better human, a better citizen of the world. And that doesn't necessarily mean financial education. That could be learning to learning to increase increase your art learning to you know a skill a new skill that you've always wanted to do learning yoga learning to teach learning whatever whatever it is yeah learning 
And then you also have a play jar. Lifelong learner. That's right. You also have a play jar and the play jar feeds your spender, the inner spender in you. Um, My favorite jar. <laughs> and the, spent, the, the play jar is meant to be spent every month. It's for extravagant expendings, going out to dinner or buying. Play is just that, to go have fun. To go play. And then what, what may be the most important jar, but it's, it spoke about maybe the least, is the give jar. Contribution, yes. It's contribution. And so if you're living off 50% of your income, you put 50% in your necessities and then take the other 50% and break that down into the other five jars. So you put 10 in each other jar. The money jars that he's speaking of, you can Google it. Um, just type in money jars. Usually it'll come up. Uh, it's based on a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. And Jim and I have been working or been doing these jars, implementing these jars in our life, in our finance world for a long time. And so I have some personal experience about it. Well, and, listen, if I can cut in there. Yeah. When I first heard about the jars, it was probably a year, maybe two years before I actually started to institute the jars because I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds great. Right. But I, like everybody else, was like, I can't even, you know, there's more months than money right. in my life. And so what I did was I started out and just, it's about getting into the habit. I went out and bought physical jars, mason jars. I know. I was going to say that. I just get, get into the habit of, it's not just important for artists. It's important for everyone to manage their money so that you are one step closer to financial freedom. Well, and here's, this is just another habit, another practice. Well, here's what I would do. Every week I'd take one dollar and I'd- One dollar make you holla. And I'd, <laughs> that's right. And I'd take that dollar, I'd split it in 10, ten dimes. And so I'd put five dimes in my necessity jar and then I'd take one dime and put it in each other five jars. And okay. I, I did that every week for, I don't know, six months. And then I was able to do $2 and then eventually I was able to do $10 and I'd put five in my necessities my necessity and then one dollar in each of the other jars and i remember when you and i first started dating um, you had some resistance to it but eventually well living off 50 percent it was a little bit was well, challenging it is challenging it's very hard yes. because the big key is you have to reduce your expenses you have to get rid of those you know cut out that unnecessary extra starbucks or maybe you you subscriptions go to the hair salon right a little bit less or the nail what? salon a little bit less or i know i know oh, for you ladies goodness. i know it's tough maybe you by you know one less trip to the mall to go shopping or, or whatever it is you learn to cut down on those things that you want but don't necessarily need live within your means you and know? one thing that i want to mention about like this whole cutting out expenses and working on uh, your finances is if you learn about the money jars that we're totally talking about right here is you don't necessarily need to live off half of your income you can start off with let's say 75 percent of your income and then you know you slowly get to that 50 percent it definitely is a challenge but getting your money right your head right about finances but let's move on let's because, move on yeah because okay okay finances can be boring for some people let's mix it up a little bit okay. all right so jim and i have been doing um some public speaking and so he had mentioned Stephen, um, who's in a different, um, who's in a previous podcast that he interviewed, but let's talk a little bit about your public speaking and where you want that to go. Uh, so Jim joined. Jim started um, honing in on a on an important skill that I think a lot of us need to learn is is public speaking and being comfortable speaking in front of people. And since Jim is a very good speaker as well as a podcast host, he has. I think he's an excellent speaker. And so Jim Thanks. is working on 
on stronger public speaking skills. So talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, we mentioned Stephen Dessou. He's episode 45, uh, and his episode was really the art of transformation. We talked, I think we even talked about the jars a little bit in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys are familiar with that. But, you know, yeah, I, I think public speaking is an important uh, skill set to have. And, uh, you know, those of you living in the United States will be familiar with Toastmasters. And it's similar in Toastmasters. But Stephen uh, put the call out on a Facebook group many, many months ago that he was interested in creating a public speaking group where people could come and talk. And so I was right away said, yeah, I want to do that. And we got together and, and the group has grown over the months where it was just about five or six of us at the beginning. And now there's about 15. Sometimes there's, I think the most we've ever had was 22 people come to any meeting. We meet every single week and we spend time. Everybody takes a turn doing an impromptu speech or sometimes we do story time and we tell stories and sometimes someone comes with a, a prepared speech. So the impromptu speeches are usually two to three minutes. The, the prepared speeches are five to 10 minutes uh, about a topic of interest to that person. And story time is usually usually something that okay. we're passionate about. And yeah, it's to help us hone our public speaking skills. So we right. get more comfortable talking in front of an audience, more, more comfortable um, being on stage in front of people. All right, so you've worked on your public speaking skills, you've worked on some music and singing, you're, you started a new business working on supporting the arts. Wow, you're a busy guy. I am busy. Yeah, We're, we just took out some time here to carve out some time to do this beautiful interview. And I wanna know what upcoming projects you're working on in the artistic field that you wanna share with the audience. Well, that's a great question, Jan Race. <laughs> well, I already know. I already know some of the answers you do. to some of these questions that I'm asking. But for your listeners, what is it that you're working on? Well, I've already mentioned the choir, the choir Castaneda that I'm a part of. We will be doing a Christmas concert uh, towards the end of or the middle of December. There'll be a Christmas concert. And I'm also currently working on a book. So now that I have 50 episodes, I'm, doing, I'm writing a book about... Oh, wow, a book. Yeah, the 50 quotes from 50 of the world's greatest artists uh, taken from the podcast interviews that I've done. So, awesome. you know, there's been great inspiration from these artists. And, and there's a little kid nearby that's making a bunch of noise. You know, so that's fun. That's a fun project. Uh, I actually have done some editing on a book. I helped Stephen edit a book of his. And I know that's not future. That's actually something I did in the past. But so writing... With the Art Unknown store, we have a blog that we publish, and I've been writing some of those blogs on um, the store and why, we, why we're doing this store. Wow, you're, you're definitely together. talented. My husband is. Thanks. So let's talk a little bit about the art of travel. So we've been traveling a lot since COVID, and uh, a lot of people, when it hit the world last year, a lot of people did not travel, but we did just the opposite. So talk a little bit about your journey, starting from when COVID hit to where you are now. Sure, yeah. Because it is an exciting story. <laughs> is it exciting? Yes, absolutely. It was an exciting adventure. Well, after going to Bali in 2019, um, we decided we wanted to travel. And so, you know, our, our little pooch, Alfie, he passed away after living with me for 11 years. He was about 13. Aww. He, yeah, he passed away in 2019 and we decided, okay, we no longer have this this little canine child to, to 
hold us back so we can travel the world. We're free to travel the world. He wasn't holding us back. No, he wasn't holding us back. But, but you know, then it was just you and I. And we, so we decided to travel and we started making those plans. And we had this goal of Bali, Bali, Indonesia 2020. We were going to go. I think we're it was, manifesting it. And we manif- we we were working on manifesting it. And then so we decided COVID to, hit. We decided to sell our townhome in Colorado. My family lives on the East Coast. So we decided, hey, let's just drive across the country. And I and do van life. I talked you into Hashtag van life. Van life. I, t- I talked <laughs> you into van life. So yes, he did talk me into it. We sold our condo, our townhome, and we bought a van and and we traveled the country. We traveled across country. We I think we went through how many fourteen states, maybe something yes. like that. Well, a bunch of states. We traveled from Colorado, a little bit west through Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, mm-hmm. and all the way across to Florida. We spent our anniversary in the Keys. In the Keys, yes. And then we traveled up the East Coast. And we visited my family in Florida, my family in Maryland, and then we traveled back west across the middle part of the country to Kansas, where your mom currently resides with your brother, and we visited them for a couple months in Wichita. And then um, we we were uh, figuring out where we were going to uh, travel. You know, and and all most of the countries were shut down; their borders were shut down due to COVID restrictions. And we eventually ended up here in Turkey. And I didn't know anything about Turkey before arriving here, really, other than where it was. And, you know, the vast majority of Turkey is actually in Asia. Only a small portion is in Europe. The western part of Turkey is in in Europe. And so, and Turkey's modern. It's, you know, got all the modern conveniences. It's, uh, the cost of living is really low. So going back to the jars, that was one way for us to lower our expenses is we came to a country where the cost of living is, is fairly low and we were able to live a lot cheaper here in Turkey than we could in the United States. And so we reduced our expenses that way and we live 300 meters or a five minute walk from the sea. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk, about, talk about the three things, you've done a lot of traveling. What are three things that you've learned living in a different country? Three things that I've learned living yes. in a different country. Because this is your first time living in a different country outside your home country. You are expat. It is. It is. Three things that I've learned living in a different country. Well, I've learned that people are essentially the same all over the world. It doesn't matter (laughs) what culture you come from, what religion you have. People are essentially the same. Um, What do you mean by that? Well, one of the things I'm going to talk about, sadly, is that the iPhone addiction has become ubiquitous. People are attached to their iPhones constantly and I see it all the time I see it I've seen it all over the world you know I first really noticed it when we were in Bali sitting uh, at this beautiful beautiful location right by the sea the sun was setting and it was gorgeous and I looked around and there was about 100 people around us and they were all looking at their phones yes even, even grandma was staring at their phone and I see and that, it's still happening today I see that here in Turkey people, the cell phone addiction is real people are addicted to their phones so and that that exists everywhere in the world mm-hmm. but you know what like I said people are essentially the same and what I mean by that is I think everybody just you know they're looking for happiness they're looking for joy in their life um, people are generally very considerate overall of each other and they 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 just want to find peace and happiness and um, peace and happiness Aww. peace and happiness and love yeah 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 people here in Turkey are super super considerate overall uh, they you know they always want to seem to want to help whether it's giving you directions or, you know, when we out, we went out to lunch, actually. They love using their horn, though, in the car. 
uh, yes. But they're very, very nice. We went out to lunch today and they miscounted the change and they were super apologetic and it was just simple misunderstanding. I don't think they did it maliciously, but they miscounted the change on the, the bill and they were very, very, they apologized like five times for, okay. for that. So, so what is another thing that you've learned? The world is a beautiful place. There's so many places around this world that I, and I've, what I've learned is I've been to many, many countries, both in my time in the military and now I've traveled to four or five countries with you and I've still only seen about 5% of the, right. the planet. So how did you end up in Turkey? One of the few places that would let Americans visit during, during COVID. And um, so we said, let's do it. We were looking for a place where the cost of living was, was lower than the United States, where it was economically on par with Indonesia because of Bali was our original destination. And Turkey was one of those places they had minimal visa restrictions to get here. And um, one of the things that's been interesting is Turkey has taken, for the most part, taken COVID a lot more seriously than the United States. Oh, that's right. Everybody wears masks, or they used to. Everybody used to wear masks. You still have to wear masks when you go indoors to any shopping center or store or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people still wear masks outdoors, although that, that rule has been relaxed quite a bit. Mm. Turkey one, is a beautiful place though, for real. Like sure. uh, it's one of those places that I appreciate more and more every day. We've traveled around this country and it is such a gorgeous place, beautiful beaches, beautiful weather and beautiful people. And it's one of those spots that it, it's kind of, at least for Americans, people don't know about this place. It's, it, they have a lot of tourists, but tourists are more from the surrounding countries around Turkey. Russia and there's a lot of Russians pe uh, people that come here but it's just it is a gorgeous place if you get a chance to come to the Mediterranean Sea and explore Turkey this is a quick little commercial infomercial yes the Turkish Board of Tourism has asked us to give a shout yeah, out right? to Turkey I'm just giving a quick shout out to this beautiful country it's interesting because I like I said I knew very little about Turkey and those of you who know history Constantinople which is now Istanbul was the seat at one time of the Roman Empire. And there's more history. I, be here. I believe there's more Roman ruins yeah. here in Turkey than even in Greece or in Italy. There's this we went to an opera of, on our anniversary. Oh, it was gorgeous. In a two thousand year old restored amphitheater. It was fantastic. Fantastic, yes. So the arts are very prevalent here. Yes, it is. And and and, and going back to the history, there's so much there's art everywhere here in Turkey and there's a lot of history, rich, rich history and culture here. And it's just, that's what makes this country so beautiful, I think. And not only the Mediterranean Sea with the waves crashing in the background, but just it really is the people that make this country beautiful. Don't you agree, Jim? Truth. I also think that Turkish is a very hard language to learn <laughs> if you're an American. We haven't taken any English, we haven't taken any Turkish language classes because we really didn't expect to be here as long as we've been. But in general, it's a it's a challenging language to learn if you're like I said if you're an American. So going back to the three things that you've taken or learned living here, you said the first one was that humans are all the same or they are all seeking love, joy, and happiness. And then I think we kind of went off onto a different tangent. So Went off the go, rails. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to that. What what are so, what are other things that you've learned? Well, number two specifically, we talked about uh, Turkey being a beautiful country, lots yeah. of history and lots of art. And you know, number three, 
I think for anyone, you know, I'm going to go back to an interview I had with one of my professors, one of my instructors at the Art Institute, Tom Fink. He said, the quote that I love from him was, get out and travel. Yes, and, it is very important. And I think traveling Feeds is, your soul. I think traveling is so important to understand that, that people around the world really are all the same. And, and they're not, we, we get so inundated with a, a certain ideal of what other cultures are like. Like right now, as we record this, there's all this strife going on in Afghanistan with America and other countries pulling out our troops and the Taliban taking over and the repression of women's rights. And so there's this whole picture of what Afghanis are like. And there's this whole picture of right now, Haiti, there's all these immigrants from Haiti trying to get into America. And, right. and so now there's this, this stigma against Haitians. And, it, and the reality is, is that, you know, people are just trying to trying to make it in this world. They're just trying to find their way in this world. They're like I said earlier, they're all looking for love, peace and happiness and traveling the world really opened your eyes to that. And I think that we as Americans can learn to be a lot more tolerant of other people and other cultures just because you're different than me because you look different you speak different languages mm -hmm. you have different religions or cultural beliefs doesn't mean that you're bad or evil or you know there's anything wrong with you right we so, are all at the end of the day the same yes absolutely and one of the important things about going out and experiencing or experiencing travel and culture is that you you start to learn not only more about humans in general, but you learn more about yourself. And as we came here to Turkey, there is, and Jim talks a lot about this in a previous podcast about the stray dogs. And I don't know what episode that is, but just look at the playlist or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but stray dogs here in Turkey and just the care for animals that they have for the street uh, dogs and cats are amazing. And I've learned to just appreciate, I mean, I love dogs, but dogs run, run around this, the beach just, and they're so loving. And I just want to talk a little bit about the stray dogs in Turkey. Sure. I think you're actually referencing episode 44 with the director, <laughs> Elizabeth Lowe. And she uh, filmed a documentary called Stray. Is it on Netflix? It is available to stream online. If you okay. go to straymovie.com or you Google Stray Movie. It's a beautiful documentary. It's about specifically two dogs in Istanbul. In, in Istanbul. Yeah. And you know, Turkey is one of the few countries in the world where stray animals, specifically dogs and cats, have rights. They are allowed to live freely among the people on the streets and they're taken care of by the community they live in. They're taken care of by the government in many times where if an animal gets hurt or injured, um, the veterinarians will, will help them recuperate and pay for their medical bills. And, and they're, they're in many ways respected, if you will. A lot of people, what I've noticed is a lot of people in Turkey will ignore the dogs, but they don't want to abuse them. And they're so friendly the though. Dogs. All they want to do is just get a little love from humans and it, it, they just want to be petted. And it's so they'll go to up to anybody and it's, I don't know. It's, it's they're They melt my heart for sure. One of the interesting thing I find about the, the street dogs here is that they do not want for food. You know, a lot of times if you come across dogs in America, stray dogs, they're afraid of humans, number one. And number two, they always want food. They're always hungry. And we've tried to feed, I've even bought treats and 
tried to feed the, the street dogs treats and many of them do not are not interested in the treats. They're not even interested in the food that you <laughs> give them because they're well fed. Yeah, they are well, well fed. And they're free. They're so, absolutely free. They are the they are the epitome of what freedom is. Let's go to the art of travel again. Um, since you know you we've been talking about currently where you are right now. We may How have to does... go to the art of music because as it gets dark here, you guys may hear there's music in the background. Yeah, we can transition into that, <laughs> but really, how does, you know, I know that tra travel is one of your passions. What, what is it about travel in general, just in general, that feeds your soul? I think that it's a beautiful world and that I want to see it all. I want to experience it all. I want to experience these different cultures. I want to experience life. And there's so much diversity on this planet. Absolutely. You know, America is a beautiful place and it's a large country and there's 50 states, but you can travel all the way from Alaska to the, to the tip of Florida and everybody speaks English. Everybody speaks the same language, you know, but you go through Europe and every country has their own language. <laughs> you go through Africa and man, thank just, God for Google Translate. <laughs> just one country in Africa, they may speak, you know, 200 different dialects mm -hmm. and from one side of the country to another they may not understand each other because the dialects are so different. Even in Spain, for example, there's, you know, we were in Madrid, Barcelona, and <laughs> the Canary Islands, and there was three different dialects of Spanish spoken. Right, right, that's very, very common. So, did you, did you talk about how that feeds your soul? Traveling feeds my soul? What, yeah, like, no. What, what yeah, are you looking for, Jen? What are you trying to pull out of me? What are you fishing for? Okay. <laughs> So anyways, so Jim decided that he wanted to travel because he wanted to also experience art from different countries and meet the artists from around the world. Around the world. Yeah. It actually, let's go back to where we started, where you got inspired. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. They're playing like some EDM back in the background, but oh, this is like some good beach music good here. Yeah. Good jam. Let's start to go back to the beginning of the podcast where you talked about your inspiration for starting this podcast stemmed from a art gallery gallery owner and artist um, in Santorini who talked a little bit about his art and you're like, I want to interview him. And this is actually where you were like, I want to travel around the world and meet different artists. And you have done that. I've been so fortunate to to interview, like I said, artists from Spain, from South America. Uh, we've got a podcast coming up in a couple uh, episodes where I'm interviewing my first Turkish artists, and I hope to interview a couple more Turkish artists. And as we travel, that's going to be one of that's one of the keys is to interview artists from around the world. And as COVID wind, hopefully COVID will wind down in the next six to twelve months, we will finally get beyond this pandemic and we will be able to meet more and more artists face to face. Yeah. And I really look forward to that. All right, Jim, I really appreciate, you know, you, you doing what you're doing. I love you and I love what you're, you know, what you're all about. I mean, this is why I married you. You have a strong passion for the arts, for supporting the artists, for finding new artists and, and, and finding out what, makes them successful and, and, and why they started doing what they do. And we, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you creating this Art Unknown podcast. And I hope your listeners are, are appreciative of like you doing this and creating the Art Unknown store and another platform for artists. So 
as we wrap up this podcast, I want to just to give a big shout out to Jim Wills, creator <laughs> and podcast host of this. And yeah, I may be his wife and he chose me to interview him or whatnot, but I, you know, he does a lot of work behind the scenes. If you only knew what he did to create every episode of the Art Unknown podcast and edit it. Well, thanks, Jen Rice. I really appreciate that. And you know what I think? What? I wanted to give you a big shout out. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. And I think that, you know, it's if I can help spread the word about art and artists, I think that that's at the end of the day, that's 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 what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that giving back to the artists and the artistic community is also important. And that's one reason why we created the Art Unknown store. And I just really appreciate the more I do this, the more I appreciate art in all its forms. Visual mm-hmm. art, photography, fashion. You know, I've been a fashion photographer for many years. Yeah. Uh, music, theater. I love film. I love I love the movies. And, you know, yeah, it's, I think service is, is beyond everything. You know, we don't talk about it enough, but service is really key. The more people that you serve, A, the happier I think that you'll be because there's something about serving others that just that just fulfills the soul, feeds the soul, as we say. And and two, you know, Tony Robbins is famous for saying this. The more people that you can service, the more money you'll make. Mm. And I think that's true. I mean, the perfect example is, you know, not to put anybody down who works in fast food restaurant, but really you can learn to work in fast food in a couple hours, right? Right. To, to take orders and ring up a cash register. And however, when you provide a service to hundreds of thousands of people you'll you'll make more money that's just the natural the natural way of doing it right so now with your public speaking skills we'll hopefully see you on a larger on a stage serving a larger audience (laughs) look look for me on a stage near you coming soon maybe a tedx who knows who knows? Who knows where I'll be? Who knows what I'll do? All right. So service. Service is definitely important and serving uh, the greater good. Serving others. Yes, absolutely. I think it's very important. Whatever you do, just serve. And, you know, everybody has something inside of them of knowledge. And Jim right now, Jim Wills, has a lot of knowledge to give the world. Service with a smile. Ting. Yes, service with a smile. All right, we're going to wrap it up now. I appreciate, Jim, like I said, I gave you a big shout out and thank I appreciate you, you and you. love you. Very and humbly. And thank you for bringing me on your podcast. I have also been working on my public speaking skills. And so maybe you will see Jim and I on the, uh, on the stage. Tag team. Yes, tag team. Back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Jen Race. I appreciate you interviewing me and chatting with me and uh yeah i'm gonna wrap it up because it is episode number 50 five zero it's time to celebrate is that like 5.0 or is it five zero five zero five good zero. job jim thanks jen race i'm glad i was here to um on this huge milestone for you and i want to thank the listeners for tuning in and uh supporting jim and please 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 leave a review if you like this <laughs> like this podcast Leave a positive review for us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. So um, as we conclude this uh, podcast, I want to ask Jim one question. Yes, ma'am. Why is it important to feed your soul with art? (laughs) It's a great question, Jen Race. It's a question I like to ask as well. I mean, that is it right there. Art feeds your soul. 
Art feeds the human soul. That's all think, we need to know, folks. I don't think anything else needs to be said by that. No. So check out art, whether it's music or visual art or yes. in any form. In any form. It just feeds your soul and it's important. Makes the world a better place. Yes. Art makes the world a better place. Yes, I love that. All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thanks for uh, doing what you do. Thanks, Jim. Bye. Bye. There you have it, folks. That's episode 50. You know, the music for this episode is Turkish DJ smash sensation Anatolian Sessions. The song is called Cecile, and you can check it out wherever you listen to your music. Once again, that's Anatolian Sessions. Hey, guys. Don't forget to check out that cool snazzy website we were referring to earlier in the interview, artunknownstore.com. This is where you're going to find some really cool art-inspired apparel and accessories by some amazing visual artists and don't forget get 10 percent off your next order just type in au podcast 10 at checkout again that website is artunknownstore.com many thanks once again to jan race for stepping in as host and doing this interview for episode 50 i am jim wills your host and producer of the art unknown podcast remember always take care of one another and of course Feed your soul with art.